This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. So the Rambam had said before, the Rambam was speaking about the um, mushal. He was trying, if, of a child who was raised on an island where never saw women, and it explained to him that you come from growing inside another person and so on and so forth. And, the, and he said, it's impossible. You, there's nothing like that. And the fallacy was that he's extrapolating from what he's experiencing to what was. So the Ramam says, That's exactly Aristotle's fallacy. We who follow Moshe Ben Avram Avinu Aleva Shalom, Namin Shahaolam Nishavat Suras Kach Vikach. We believe that the world was made to be what it is now. Vhoya Kach Mikach Vniver Kach Acha Kach Vyova Rista Litvert Treino. And so we say, yes, the world today is what Aristotle says it. It came from someplace else, which was a very different world. And his proofs are all from the existing Bria that we have. We admit that this is exactly the way the world runs. But it's not similar to anything that was there um, when it was created. So yes, the, the, there was none of this before, and now this exists. So which time remains in us? If somebody comes along and says that the nature as we have it now dictates that it was created, that's wrong. In other words, to try to, to somehow explain from within the Bria that we have, that could not work. I don't say this. Now, I, I want to explain where the Rambam is coming over here, what his problem was. Um, it's, it's, it's ironic that sometimes when you're, when you're too from, you go the other direction. The Ramam had brought down the sheet of the Medabrim before. These Medabrim were the, um, the, the Muslim preachers, and they agreed to Aristotle's points that, you know, the nature as we know it now, it has, it, it, the world before it was created has to be similar to the world as it's created. So they said, even right now, every second the world comes into existence again and again. You know, they had this thing about the Mikra becomes Dovik, um to the thing um, every minute. So everything that's black is not black because it was black. It's black because it's being made black now. And therefore, this is B.S. Olam before. So they, they conceded to Aristotle the, the premise of his long thought that what is now is what was, and therefore they are to change what's here now. Aristotle has no such problem. I mean, the Rambam has no such problem. 
the Rambam says, the, you're right, according to the world today, it can't be, um, it, 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 all, all, all the things that we know, every, you know, it, things that have potential and, uh, you know, everything that exists had potential before. And every, he'll bring it later on, the, you know, uh, motion that's continuous, has no beginning, no end. All that is true as of creation onwards. But before creation, was everything was different. I'm going to remind you my main points. That none of this is is in none of what they said is at all mukha from what there is. I mean, yes, I believe that the world came from nowhere. And let me explain why Aristotle's taina, as regards the physical nature of the world, it doesn't hold uh, true. He said the chayma rishon has to be something that was neither created nor made. And he brought proof that this uh, original primal matter had to be something um, that can't be, because anything that, that's nifsat is, is mishaven, anything that's mishaven needs a cause. Um, and he brought all this proof. He brought proof from everything that, that follows that in this world. Right. He, he described the world as it is. I didn't say that this world came into being in a similar way that things come into being in this world. In this world, if, if a plant sprouts, there had to have been a seed that was there before. If there's a seed, that had to be handed through it. That's 100% true in this world. I'm not, I'm not describing Bria like that. what I said, Hashem created from nothing. That's a whole different set of rules. And now that it exists, it has a whole Akash gave it existence with, with the parameters. Return So now the cycle is true. Everything has to come from a something. Has a tsura with it. And it has a vivefsit. So, you know, everything within this world follows the contours of nature. That which came before and that which comes after is not. Then the same thing is true with this argument about. Um, uh, about Nuah, Bishava, Bechain Noima, Bitnuah Bishava, Shuhevi Rai Mitavat Nuah, she built a Hiblin of Sedis. A second proof of his was that motion that's not fluctuating must be forever because nothing is, is it, it seems to be accelerating it, nothing decelerating it. But your MS 100% true. So the constant motion of the, of the heavenly bodies. Um, it's true that within the context of our world, there is, it's, not, it's not disappearing. Once it has entered, once it was 
of of um, you know being this type of motion, it doesn't stop. It doesn't start. As opposed to small actions where I push something, it begins to move, it stops to move, begins to move, stops to move. There's a constant motion in the heavenly bodies which doesn't. And he, he and he made a comparison of everything to that. The third point, the Ramam spoke about circular motion. We spoke about circular motion was a riddle because it's not going anyplace and it's not and it's not coming anyplace. It, it's just going around and around. That was like a third physical phenomenon. Once it has been put into a circular orbit, it will not stop and will not start. In the state that exists now, it has no beginning. It's like I'll give you a mush. Let's give a, a simple mush, a simple analogy. I um, let's say I show you a, a, a drawing of a circle, and I ask you where is the beginning and where is the end of the circle. So you look, you scratch your forehead, and you say it has no beginning, it has no end. So I'll tell you. So how could it have it come into being? It didn't start anywhere. It didn't end anywhere. So 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 how did that come into being? So you'll say, yeah. Once you finish drawing the circle, it has no beginning, it has no end. But when you drew the circle, it had a beginning and it had an end. You know, it, it, so here also, right now, there's, it's, it's been put into a perpetual orbit. And the nature of this orbit is that it has no beginning and end, but that itself had a beginning. So fourth point that he spoke about, that everything that exists has potential before it exists. So nothing exists without there being a potential beforehand. True, anything in this world, nothing in this world is going to happen unless there was a potential for that before. There's a seed, it had potential to grow into, into something. But if something came from Heather, then it had no um, potential beforehand. And finally, he says, we never said that Shemayim came into being the way other items came. So all of these, um, all of these points that Aristotle made, Aristotle made a few points regarding the material and a few points regarding the one who gates it. It, you know, it's, it, it, Aristotle's proofs for 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 um, eternal matter has to do with matter itself. All the points that he mentioned now, and then we'll see if there is a bunch of points he deals with. I think next paragraph about uh, stuff like why did Akashvara change his mind and things of that nature.
The bottom line is nothing from what we have in front of us um, can can give us any information about what was beforehand. We can look at the Bria in many different ways. For instance, if, mm-hmm. if we take the if we take the story of Bria Sa'ilam, literally the way it, it's written, so you had uh, a heavens without sun and moon, you had um, crops without water, you had water without crops. Different days are different things. They're impossible today. That's not true. But the way they came into being was different. Uh, uh, an analogy to this. If you take a look at a person that's living, all of his organs are simultaneously there. When you take a look at a fetus, there's a matzah where you have some organs without the others. If I we don't find an other sholem that 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 has some organs, yes, some organs not. Critical organs. So even though I have, the drama says, in regards to be a solo, different understandings, but you can take it literally, and these questions are non questions. This is a big wall I made around the Torah. Um, the, the, my kefes bar. My nas, this is a protective wall against the Torah, this understanding that you can't extrapolate from what is to what was. will come and say, now that you tell me that you can't extrapolate anything, so how do you know that there was something before? You're right. It rationally, using reason as the only tool, I don't know. I'm not at all interested in establishing from logic and reason that the world is Mechodesh. I need just to show that it it's it's feasible. It does not it, it's not impossible. And as long as it's possible, I know it from from Masaris. So I mean you you cannot bring any proof from the Metsias as it exists. In other words, Basically, I agree with you about what nature is today, what the laws of science are, but they they, they say nothing about what was. So as long as what I'm presenting is a possible, we're going to um, we're going to weigh in on, on in favor of chiddush and um, and what and what we need 
The proof is that there is no um, logical rule against it, except for what you see around you. Now, let's stop a minute. And this is going to be... Um, let me just finish. We have two lines. Finish them. Go back to this one because this point is is, is a critical point. Um, so. So the, so the Rambam is, is dealt with Aristotle's proofs. He's explained that they're not proofs and none of it is mochrach. And Benayla, nothing will be mochrach. And therefore, we're going to, we're going to say that, we're going to go to the way the Torah says. The Rambam mentions though, the Rambam says that if something is illogical, if Seichel tells me something can't be, the Torah doesn't contradict it. And I learned different from the Torah. Now, this becomes a very tricky point. Um, how do I determine what's seichel and what's experience? So, for instance, that two and two can't equal five. Um, well, we definitely have never experienced it equaling five, but that's uh, but but is that something that's a clear impossibility? Mitzat seichel, um, that nothing can float away, everything falls, nothing floats. Seems to be extremely logical. It seems to be like axiomatic, and yet one day you discover a helium balloon and things uh, float upwards. In other words, at what point? Th- there's a lot of stuff today in in physics, in quantum physics that our mind rebels against and says it's impossible. And yet we say, no, it works. It's working. So it's just that we're not used to it. The Rambam is putting down a Hanukkah here, and it's an important Hanukkah. The Torah cannot contradict. The Torah cannot beg of us to believe something that's an impossibility but it certainly demands of us to believe in things that are improbable or that we, we lack any uh, experience of it, uh, a naze and things like that. How, how do you draw that line? That it's impossible for the ocean to, for, to split. This is, it seems to be impossible to us. And it happened. So, so I guess it's just a lack of, um, it, you know, we're not used to it. So how, how do you know which, and a lot of the stuff like the Aristotle says about motion, that's eternal, is eternal, all that seems to be logic, that they're not based on reason really in any sense, and I'm sorry, on experience, we don't have the experience with, with the perpetual motion, it doesn't exist in this world, so, so it seems to be kind of a logic of sorts. So how does the Rambam cut the two? That's something that's extremely hard to, to, to figure out. When, when is something a law that is etzim impossible, and therefore there's nothing wrong to say that it's not true by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and which things are just uh, never happened, but they're not inherently impossible. I don't know the answer to that. I, I mean, Sundaram is saying that things like this, things like this. 
Um, one second. You can go. So I, want, I need to. I'll say another ten minutes to finish. Yeah. Um, there's a, a, um, another interesting point. Uh, I guess uh, what's the right word for it? It's similar to this, parallel to this, was a fascinating um, position taken by Mordechai Broya as regard to biblical criticism. Um, biblical criticism has shown that the authors of different uh, books are not the same authors. And how do we how do we believe it's the same author? He, he, he's, he's, his solution was very simple. He said, the biblical system is correct in the sense that it's not possible that two people could have written the same works. Shemois and Vayikra, let's say, or whatever, I, I don't know the details, couldn't be written by the same person, because that's what we do with a person. But in other words, if we find two different fingerprints, we know two different people. But if a Kajaprahu puts fingerprints down, he, can, he, he's, he has there's an infinite amount of fingerprints he can lay down. We have an inborn nature that is... Um, that allows for one way of expressing ourselves. So if I take two books and I do a computer check on dozens of, you know, all sorts of uh, different uh, um, habits, different ways of constructing sentences, etc., you you can tell with certainty that they were not written by the same person. And the keyword is the same person because people have only... Are, are just what they are. Akadish Baruch Hu has an infinite varieties of anything he wants to put down. So, so there's an infinite amount of ways of expressing Divitara, and he does that. And therefore, um, each safer or whatever it is um, was expressed in a different way for whatever reason. Some of it you couldn't figure out, some of it not. But Tachlis. Um, that, that's the way he approaches it. So he doesn't have to go head to head with the specific proofs, but he simply says the concept of proving from what is true about a human being, Arkansh Baruch Hu, doesn't hold water. The same idea is we, 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 the Ramam is very, the Ramam very much believed in the science of Aristotle, and therefore the world does run. Uh, the, along the lines that Aristotle's mapped out, and that's uh, and that's one hundred percent right. But the idea that you can extrapolate from Aristotle, from the world as it is today, to what was that that's uh, absolutely there's no basis for that. Uh, obviously, if you don't believe, then then that's the only basis for it. But but again, from what extrapolating from what is here now to what was is always taking it's true about a lot of things it's true about evolution it's true about many things where you try to extrapolate from what there is to what was and it's really at best a guess um you, you know you, you you're saying if things were the way they are then this should have been or would have been or whatever. Well, you took a big, so if you don't believe in anything, so, so you, you, there's nothing forcing you to believe this or that. But if you believe, then then the question is not a question at all. Um, okay, so I think it's a good thing to hold it. We'll hold it over here.
were holding at Peirut Ches. And um, the, uh, the, the, it's interesting, you know, Rosh Hashanah is the day of Briyas Olam, and it says that we're not allowed to be choike, malefanov, malachrov. You're not allowed, to, you cannot be choike what was. And the simplest reason is because you don't have any tool to understand it. Um, Akadosh Baruch Hu, from the word bracious onwards, the Akadosh Baruch Hu allowed us, he allowed it to fit into, it's, it's human brain compatible. It fits into our brains and it quote unquote makes sense. Anything before that doesn't. So, so what's the point of having a hakira? It is it, it no mockum to ask because none of the tools we have by definition from when Akash Baruch Hu said the base of Bracious, from that point onwards, everything is compatible with, with human understanding. And therefore, we can theoretically understand it. Anything before, there is no such thing. And therefore, um, it's not compatible. Okay. Bez Hashem, we wish have a good year. And we'll be back again. Hopefully we might have a chance at, at actually uh, sort of getting really, uh, sort of getting towards finishing it over the year. Okay. Call to Agat.